darkest dark darker a novel by rodney mathers this book is dedicated to rose in him was life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it the apostle john 85 a.d Tiffany and her husband, Butch, couldn't have been more excited about their upcoming trip to Bermuda. And though they'd never been, Butch's colleagues had. They told of white sands and crystal clear blue waters that teemed with life. Tiffany's housewife friends were full of stories of exotic shopping and the best tanning in the world. There was so much to plan for. Snorkeling. Butch wanted to try parasailing, shopping, laying around and getting a little buzzed on tall, colorful drinks with little umbrellas in them. These things take a careful schedule. All of this had to be squeezed into a four-day period. Then there was the matter of Debbie. Being an only child, it wasn't like she could be left alone with an older brother or sister. At 15, she was at the borderline being able to stay alone in the house for four days and nights. At first, she wanted to go with her parents, but when the suggestion was made that she stay at the house alone, that all changed. Being given full reign of the house sounded much more appealing than spending a long weekend alone on the beach with her parents. A family vacation sounded nice but really some time away from the parent-child conflicts that seemed to be becoming a daily occurrence seemed to be a welcome proposition too. Nathan's parents would watch her like a hawk while they were away. They'd lived across the street from each other for years and years and shared in the experience of raising only children. Close friends and trusted Tiffany and Butch felt comfortable with them overseeing Debbie's little home alone experiment. So after kicking it around for a day or two, it was decided and the tickets were purchased. Two round-trip tickets to Bermuda to leave on Thursday, January the 22nd, 2003 and return Monday, January the 26th. Butch felt the obligation on the Wednesday before they left to have a little heart-to-heart with his daughter. They sat together in the living room while Tiffany was upstairs doing some last-minute packing. As was his habit, a glass of scotch was in his left hand, a camel light in his right. In another generation, he would have looked sophisticated. Life wasn't in black and white anymore. He didn't care, though. Fairly young and in his early 40s, he'd done well for his family. He'd worked hard to get what they had. Always dressed in the latest Wall Street look, he played the role well. His over-the-collar hairstyle combined with his tall, sturdy looks gave investors the confidence to let him invest their money. Dark hair with eyes to match, he was slightly over six feet. The afternoons he spent in the gym showed. The ice tinkled in his glass as he tried to be serious in his discussions with his daughter. He told her all the things you'd expect a loving father to say. 
He loved her and was proud of her and hoped she'd make the right decisions, especially decisions about, well, boys. A sore spot had developed between them about Nathan. Butch didn't particularly like the direction Nathan seemed to be headed, even though he genuinely liked the boy's parents. Debbie sat quietly and pretended to react in the way her father wanted her to. She loved her dad more than anything else in the world, but when it came to Nathan, anything he had to say fell on deaf ears. She fiddled with her hair and thought about what color to paint her nails. By the time he had finished his little speech, the glass was emptied and then filled again and was almost emptied once more. He even slurred a couple of words from the effects of the scotch being guzzled so fast. No big deal, though. That was his custom, too. In the process of creating a financially secure household, he'd become fond of unwinding in the evenings with the help of a little Chevis Regal. Very fond, in fact. Tiffany didn't seem to be bothered by her husband's love of a drink or two or three after a hard day at the office. He deserved it. The nest egg he'd built for them was more than substantial. It was huge. Stocks, bonds, precious metals, rental properties, and cash all amounted to several million dollars. He'd made it. It was time to kick back now. When Tiffany had complications during her pregnancy with Debbie and she was left unable to have children, they decided to stay in the house they'd lived in and save every dime they could. Early retirement had been a goal from the start, and their trip to Bermuda was a milestone. It marked the beginning of Butch's slowdown. He'd do it gradually over the next two or three years and be retired by the time he was 45. Tiffany couldn't wait. There hadn't been time for vacations or time to do the things she saw other couples getting to do at their age. Mainly the traveling was what she focused on and was beginning to plan. She wanted so badly to keep up with the Joneses. But to get to their goal, she had to sacrifice. Their house was nice and in a nice area of town, but all of Butch's friends had much bigger ones. They drove Porsches and Mercedes and gave their wives very large diamonds on anniversaries and birthdays. The difference was none of them was going to have their husband's home for good by the time he was 45. They were all envious of Tiffany and Butch's plans, and Tiffany loved it. It was like revenge for all the missed vacations and expensive gifts her friends had received over the years. Now it was her turn. She planned for it, too. Every detail of every day once Butch was retired was going to be hers for a while. She even planned on how she wanted to look. Should she grow her hair or keep it shoulder length? Shoulder length. Let it turn its natural color or keep it blonde? Blonde. Naturally pretty, with bright green eyes and crystal sparkling smile to match, she could have easily have been a model in her youth. She opted for college, though, and while getting a degree in psychology met Butch. The rest, as they say, is history. But she feared losing those good looks as she was slowly creeping up on those longer-numbered birthdays. 
A fear that Butch might stray with his newly found time seemed to loom in the back of her mind. Butch and Debbie were her life, and the thought of that being disrupted in any way could bring her to tears instantly. That explained the smile she never could seem to wipe off her face. Most of the constant happiness was fake and brought on by the buzz created by the little green pills she took to keep her weight down. As soon as Butch retired and they were settled into their new lives, she'd stop taking them. But for the time being, she needed them. She needed the way they kept her from eating. She needed the way they helped her cope. She needed the buzz. Tiffany walked into the study where Debbie sat pretending to be listening and Butch had just finished his talk with his only child. They discussed the final details of when they would be leaving for the airport. Butch would call for a taxi and they would get there at least two hours before their flight was scheduled to leave. Debbie was given a neatly made handwritten list showing the flight numbers, dates, and times of arrival and departure and the hotel name and phone number. Tiffany explained to Debbie that Nathan's parents also had been given the same information. And with that, Debbie hugged her parents. She really was happy for them. Morning seemed to be eons and light years away as Tiffany tossed and turned from the excitement of what was to follow and the extra pills she'd taken. She wanted to look as good as possible in the new swimsuit she had purchased for the trip. The pills would do that to her sometimes. Morning eventually came, though, as it always does, a little too soon. It always seemed that she finally fell asleep only minutes before it was time to get up. Groggy and just plain tired from no sleep, there was always a way to fix that. Another green pill. Butch was struggling to get up too. It seems he had a little headache. The phone number to the cab company was downstairs stuck to the refrigerator with a big yellow smiley face magnet saying, have a nice day. While he was calling the cab, he'd take a couple of Excedrins and drink a raspberry wine cooler to wash them down. A sure fire cure around his house. Quick showers, hugs, and more hugs and before long, Butch and Tiffany left their daughter standing at the curb of their two-story colonial home as they headed toward the airport. They were off on their vacation. Debbie needed to get ready for school. The security at the airport was tight. Ever since the terror attacks on the Twin Towers, it had been that way. The taxis weren't even allowed to drop off their customers at the front door of the airport anymore, and they had to walk a considerable distance just to make it inside. They checked in at the ticket counter, then stood in line for about 45 minutes to be screened through security. Once they made it to the gate area, they still had another 45 minutes or so before the plane would start boarding. Good thing, too. Across from the gate was the airport lounge, Next to that, the ladies' restroom. Good thing, too. Butch needed a little drink, and Tiffany needed a restroom break. Butch went his way, and Tiffany went hers. Those little green pills had a tendency to upset Tiffany's stomach in the worst way. 
She'd often find herself in her car or in the middle of a store or something of that nature, desperately and suddenly searching for a restroom. It came on her that fast. A small but scary price to pay for the benefit of the pills. On a good day, she might eat a piece of dry toast for breakfast, then a salad for supper with no dressing on it. Sometimes she had to force the salad. The pills were that strong. The pills combined with the slight nervous stomach she had from the excitement of the trip made her rush to the restroom. She was used to it though, so much so that she always kept a clean pair of underclothes stashed in the corner of her purse just in case. She'd learned the lesson the hard way, but chose to focus on the way the new two-piece fit instead. Butch slammed a couple of quick scotch and waters at the airport lounge. It had always amused him that in airports one could buy hard liquor at 7 a.m., but you couldn't buy beer at the stop-and-go down the street. There. That ought to hold him for a while. They met just outside the lounge, and Butch hugged his wife. They smiled at each other lovingly. This was the start of the start, just the beginning of things to come just a little taste of their future. The call came over the airport loudspeakers for their flight to start boarding. Arm in arm, they made their way down the jetway, found their seats, and got settled in. There wasn't too long of a delay before their nonstop flight was on its way. The atmosphere of the plane was happy and fun-filled. Everyone was off to a vacation getaway. The flight attendants were even enjoying the light, friendly feeling, and it was evident on their bright, smiling faces as the beverage cart made its way down the aisle. The view from the plane after about 45 minutes of flight was amazing. There wasn't a cloud below them or above them, only blue sky that was only matched in beauty by the ocean below. Neither Butch nor Tiffany had ever seen this view of the ocean. The Atlantic stretched as far as the eye could see in every direction. Tiffany had the window seat. Butch sat snuggled next to her and looked out their window. He was able to peer out the window from across the aisle as well. The views were breathtaking. The only difference from the sky and the water were the occasional white caps that dotted the ocean's surface. Outside, the roar of the jet engines had eased into a steady, comfortable hum. The drinks were starting to lose their effect, and Butch had almost fallen asleep when the bing sound of the seat belt light came through the plane's intercom system. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain. We're asking that you fasten your seatbelts at this time. We've encountered a little mechanical difficulty, and unfortunately, we're going to have to head back to the airport. Now, they're going to have another plane waiting and ready for us, and as soon as we can get the baggage transferred, we'll be off again. We're sorry for the inconvenience, but this should only put us a couple of hours behind schedule. There was a collective moan from the passengers. Two hours off their vacation was two hours they could have been in Bermuda. Oh well, better safe than sorry. 
the plane began a series of steep banking maneuvers that eventually had it turned around and heading back toward the coast. After a few minutes, everyone had accepted the fact that there was nothing they could do, really, and the happy mood seemed to return. It didn't last long, though. A loud popping noise ended that in a hurry. The noise seemed to be coming from the engine located on the right wing. This was the same side of the plane Butch and Tiffany were sitting on, and the noise came from behind them. There began to be mumbling among the passengers. Butch reached over Tiffany and strained to look back at the wing. As he did, the plane dipped sharply to its right side and seemed to be dropping suddenly like a rock falling from the sky. His stomach felt like the big drop on a roller coaster, but this wasn't fun. Tiffany grabbed onto him, clutching as tightly as she could. Then, slowly, released her grip as the plane recovered from its fall and leveled off. Things weren't right, though. Butch looked back to see thick, dark smoke pouring from the right engine. The flight attendants hurried back and forth, trying to look calm, but not succeeding. The mumbling passengers raised the level of noise to an audible conversation with more than just a tinge of panic. People looked around, their brows wrinkled with concern, their eyes bigger and bigger around from fear as there began to be the noticeable smell of oil, fuel, and smoke in the passenger cabin. The big passenger jet dipped once more to the right. This time, it kept going until it was upside down, then heading straight down, spinning. Butch and Tiffany clutched each other tightly. There were screams, then darkness. Thank you for listening. Join us for the next episode of Darkest, Darker, Dark. Until then, I'm Rodney Mathers, and this is Good Fiction. <laughs>